0: Have you ever wondered, why is there this push to do more? We feel like we either have to tell people more, we have to do more things, we have to be involved in more. What is the obsession with more? All week long, we've been talking about less is more. And today we're going to focus about maybe more is about me. Something to think about. And as you're starting to think about that, we will be back to have this discussion about less is more, more is about me, and more. All on episode 889 of today's antidote. Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success.
1: And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Oh boy, I told you, Tom. That that was, that was, yeah, that was something.
0: That little, your, your everyday gyration, whatever that is, was too much. My
1: my gyrations are not going to be every day today. It's another day. I, I did some moving yesterday and tried to keep pace with a former NFL football player. And, uh, while, we were the oldest people doing this moving. We were both, uh, I think we were both, there was wear and tear on each of us in different ways.
0: Moving is no fun. It's great. It's a great concept. It's great once you're in, usually the process, not a lot of fun.
1: Correct. Correct. And and I've done it a number of times in the last couple of years. And this, this was a big move. You know, this was with a 26 foot U-Haul. That got filled one and a third times. Wow! Yeah, that I managed to crash into the top of a part of the building, and I'll get to pay for some repairs. Yeah, yeah.
0: Smooth. (laughs) Yes. So smooth. Oh, truck driving is not in your skill set.
1: Have you ever driven a twenty-six foot truck? Have. That's a big truck yeah. and I came around to turn, thought I had enough space, was trying to avoid things on the other side and just didn't cut it, uh, cut it too tight. And got to meet the uh, president of a uh, homeowner's association or condo owners association.
0: Fun. Did you take the insurance yeah. when you rent- rented the van? I did, but it doesn't cover it. Really?
1: Covers damage to the vehicle. Doesn't cover damage to anything else. Uh, Wouldn't
0: your homeowner's insurance cover that?
1: No. Not my auto. I checked. Rental trucks are a different
0: category. Uh, Ah, Because you can do some damage. uh, I'm sure. (laughs) I am sure. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. That's a look forward to.
1: Licking my wounds this morning,
0: <laughs> as it Fair were. Enough. Well, good morning and welcome. Kelly, with
1: the uh, comment, yes, it was an
0: eventful day. It was indeed. Yes, well, welcome everyone to today's antidote, our daily broadcast and podcast, where each week Bob and I have a conversation around a topic, and then every weekday we dive into that topic a little bit deeper. As I mentioned in the opening, all week long we've been talking about less is more, that whole concept, and today we're going to dive into the conversation around more is about me. Fascinating. And as we go through that conversation, if you have any thoughts or ideas that you would like to share, please feel free to put them in the comments because we know it'll add value to the show. It might be what somebody else is looking for, needing to hear. And at the conclusion of that conversation, Bob and I will each offer our one thing, our today's antidote, that thing that we hope will help you maybe figure out if you happen to be stuck or you're a little bit uncertain of what to do next, or maybe you kind of know what to do. You're just not sure how to do it. Maybe you know how to do it. You're just afraid you won't be accountable for it. And so hopefully what we share today will help you figure out how to take that next step. And of course, if maybe this one, this this answers one of the questions, but also leads to another problem and you're looking for more support around that, our Sculpt Your Business, from chaos and confusion to confidence and control program might be the thing that can help you as we help people figure out what to do next, how to do it, and then remain accountable for it. So if that's something you think might be of value to you, please feel free to reach out to Bob or me. We're happy to have that discussion. And of course, if you have a one thing that you'd like to share your answer, to, please feel free to put it in the comments. Because we know there are a lot of people out there who are told many things. They don't always hear them because they haven't heard them in the approach that impacts them and maybe what you have to share will be the thing that helps them figure out how to take their next step so please feel free to share your value before we dive into that conversation though each morning bob and i share our celebrations bob what are you celebrating today i'm so
1: bringing that i survived today and moving yesterday and i'm still in one piece today fair enough there you go how about That's you it. yeah simple you're going with the less is more No, no. (laughs) for once, 889 times, I finally got it.
0: There you go. Uh, My celebration today is that yesterday, for the first time in a long time, I had back-to-back opportunities to get to the gym. Okay. Uh, It has been a busy summer that has uh, kept me from consistently getting to the gym. And I've got some things for the fall that I want to try to accomplish that will require me being in uh, as good a shape as I can be in.
1: Well, you say that like you've been sitting around watching TV and eating bonbons, but the reality is you've been out on a
0: lacrosse field. So it's not like you're not exercising. Well, so this is kind of the way the summer usually goes for me. That the start of the summer, the events are larger than Mm -hmm. I'm assigning. So I'm on the field more out of necessity. As the summer goes along, the the events get smaller. And maybe I'm just becoming more effective at recruiting and assigning officials, that I spend more time managing the day, the site, than actually on the field running around. So I still do a lot of activity, which is very different, not running up and down the field as much. And so I feel like, and that's on the weekend, and during the week, I'm I have been busy with other projects, either around the signing or around my uh, coaching and consulting business. And so I have done a lot of sitting as well. So, you know, you have to sort of keep going or else it can be easy to to start to not be in the shape that you'd like to be in. Uh,
1: yes, I I understand not being in the shape I'd like to be. I Yes. Fair enough. So, so that's my okay. celebration. Okay. I like it. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, oh, whoops. Sorry. Was, yeah, I moved the wrong way. Sorry. <laughs> um. So let's talk about the topic. Okay. So we've been talking a week about less is more. We've talked through that. This came about because you said this to me about two weeks ago, and I've really been trying to make sense of what you meant by it. And you gave great examples, but I'm really, still trying to figure it out. And I think the best way to describe this is this came about because I was explaining to you a situation. And, well, several situations, but one I remember I sent an email to someone and I told you what was in the email. And you kind of helped me come to the conclusion that the first part of the email was about them. Hey, here's something for you. And the second part of it was really, why did I send it to you? Which which was about me. Did I, did I, did I get that right? Uh, I'm trying very hard to be circumspect, so I'm not like divulging the exact contents of the email. But I think that's the gist of it, right?
0: I think so. You know, and I think the question always is, you know, the overall intent of the email. And even though the beginning part might've been about them, was the email really about them at all? Or was it really about you? So the the part about them was I have this thing for you.
1: Correct. That I think might be useful. Yeah. The part about me was, uh, I'm trying to think. I, 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 I could have not sent this to you, I think. Um, I could have waited for you to do something, but I decided I'd just send it to you now. Is that a good summarization?
0: Sure. Or summary? I think so. I think it's, you know, and if you want to use a different example, I was thinking about this this morning. Okay. It's the car sales person. So you walk onto a lot. and You're comparing me to a car sales person. Nice. I am not, I'm comparing the the topic. I know, I'm just messing with you. That's the way you take it. If that's what's real for you, that's on you, not me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the car person, all they want to do is tell you all the benefits and services of a car. They don't ask you any questions. They just, as some people like to say, uh, vomit all of their information all over you. Or it's like the networking person who you go over and say hello to and you ask what they do. And before you know it, you 20 minutes into a uh, monologue about, all the benefits and services of what they do without even asking if you might have any possible need for that. It's like the people who call me on the phone and say, hey, we're from a roofing company. And let me tell you all about, all, blah, blah, blah. Without asking the question, do you own your home? Could you make decisions about this? And to me, all of those situations, the car salesperson, the person in a networking event, the telemarket caller, it's all about them and that organization. It's not about me. Because if it was about me, they would ask questions and try to understand where we are at. And I think so often what we want to do is tell everyone or do everything in the hopes that it'll lead to something for us. Even if, some of the results may have benefit to the potential client, customer, the community we serve. Alternatively, it's about us, me, not about them. Is that a helpful, are those helpful examples? Yes, I think they are,
1: and I think it happens a lot. Uh, Yes. I've been watching myself over the last two weeks since you brought that to my attention. And I think the way I describe it in my head is when I'm proving myself. Or trying to.
0: Or, Try to, to or, prove why you're right. Well, I
1: think I'm trying to prove why I'm right, but also trying to prove to myself. How much you know? Yeah, sometimes I think. And also that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So, at the risk of going way down the rabbit hole and really being far deeper at this, that you know, I think there are times where when we're we're trying to find a pathway, we might not be fully confident. We might have voices in our head or out in the world saying, You can't do this, you can't do this. So the opportunity to affirm, I use that word advisedly. <laughs> to affirm that we are on the path that we've chosen and it's the right path, I think is a
0: fairly frequent thing. I agree. Because we think there is a right path. Uh, absolutely. That is the challenge. that That's what
1: I've been coming to over the course of the week. That believing there's a right path is different than believing there's a path. And either one is possible. there's no telling what my path is. I can't tell you it's the right path. I can tell you here I am at 731 on this morning doing this program. Is this the right thing for me to be doing personally and professionally? I have no idea. I I might look back in five years and say, boy, I wasted an hour every morning for three years. What is that? What is that? It's judgment. Or I might three years from now go, oh, wow, my biggest client came because they listened to this program week after week. Or the Today Show finally called me and said, Al Roker's retiring. We got this fat guy. We need a really thin guy. You're up. I have no way of knowing.
0: Of course not. Who does? And I,
1: think, I think part of the proving to myself is, to prove that I'm on the path I'm meant to be because if we really get down to it like it scares me just like as we're as I'm talking through this right now about the fact that there's no telling what I should be doing today honestly that's kind of scary why you should because do it. what if I do the that's wrong right. thing Wow. I, I know i know because i coach people on this you Every time you do what you think is the wrong thing, you're getting close to, closer to the thing that's going to be the thing you want. But I get all that. I it's totally get that. It's all
0: about the, the adjective that you choose to use. You're doing Correct. the thing. How do you know if it's right or wrong until you get results that you can't control? And right. why are we so focused on right or wrong? Why aren't, Again, I go back to, why aren't we focused on what are we learning? We take an action. We learn from it. We figure out what's going next.
1: Kelly's with us. She says, and she was already with us. Sorry. Second message from Kelly. I love that she keeps chiming in. This is great. I think we all want there to be a right path. It creates security. Yes. That's exactly. Thank you. Kelly is so good at taking what I'm trying to say and putting it in two sentences. I I, I need Kelly to like walk around with me all day.
0: Just clarify.
1: Yeah, like, you know, those award shows when the person comes up for their Emmy and the woman or man talks about him as they're walking up to the stage. This is Bob's first Emmy award. He's been nominated four times. I need Kelly to follow me around and go, what Bob just said is this. (laughs) And the person goes, oh, my God, that's brilliant. And Kelly, I'm not I'm being absolutely honest with you. I really appreciate you really do do that. So I'm not making fun of you in any
0: way. Keep it coming. I'm curious. I think that's a false sense of security, honestly. Well, here's the thing, Tom. In
1: life, it's all a false sense of security. We, You and I have a belief that we're going to be around in 10 years. I have no guarantee. You have no guarantee. It could end today. It could end, yeah, you know, it could be at five after eight. Guess what? You did your last podcast. It's over. Nice. So we we live our whole life with this false sense of security. I'm going to reach a certain age. I'm going to get my social security. I'm going to be able to play golf whenever I want. I'm going to get to all, do all these things. I think in business or in leading a team, we run up against that all the time. And, and Kelly agrees with you. She, she says, you know, yes, it's a false sense of security. And yet we do strive for it. And my question we, would be why? We want to be secure, right? I wanna know I can make my mortgage payment every month. I really don't know that. Honestly, I don't know that month to month. I have no guarantee that in December, I'm gonna have enough money to pay my mortgage. I should. Can you control that? uh, Presumably work harder, work more.
0: Oh, so you can control whether people are actually gonna buy your services. You can control that.
1: Well, I've chosen a path where I need to have some control over that. How can you have any control over that? But the other false sense of security, you know, take in different directions. If I had a full-time job, there's that false sense of security that they're not going to reduce their force, that they're, you know, all those people working for yellow trucking, all 30,000 Teamsters that were out of a job last week. And they were in an industry where there's a need for trucking like crazy. And they were working for a company that went bankrupt. And so that would have, if you had said five years ago, you see the yellow 18 wheelers all the time. By the way, I never want to drive an 18 wheeler, just so you know. That's that's, that's going to be my one thing for the year. We have this false, I think we all have to have, we have to have a false sense of security. If you're married, you have this false sense of security that you're gonna be married for the rest of your life. It doesn't always happen, I've heard. I, Is, I,
0: isn't that a little bit about not living in the moment?
1: But it's also that you've gotta have something that's reliable going forward, right? I don't know. With, so well, you need to have income. You have expenses, I have expenses. Okay. That, that fuel does not get in my car unless I make enough money to pay for it. That food does not get on my table. And how many ways are there, doesn't there to get his treats? Road. Sam Hunt doesn't get his treats unless I make enough money.
0: And how many ways are there to make money to do that?
1: An infinite number, probably.
0: So why worry about four months down the road? If there's an infinite way to make money to pay your bills, maybe not exactly the way you thought because it's out of your control. And yet, there are ways that if you chose a different That's path, what you
1: did there. You went down a different path. <laughs> I see. I see. I'm I'm with you. I'm watching.
0: I don't Kelly, know what, Kelly yeah.
1: hustle culture.
0: Well, it's doing what we need to do, or what's real in the moment. What's real in the moment changes all the time, and if we're always thinking about the future. How can we be focused on the moment? Again, if we always think about all the things we could do more rather than things we are doing less, it's easier to get stuck or to have these expectations that you can't control. Right. So why do it? And is that truly security? Well, there's no security. At the end of the day, we have no security. Interesting. Yet we're all chasing it. Kind of like perfection.
1: Oh, I think we're chasing security. I think we're chasing perfection. I think we're all chasing success.
0: Because maybe we haven't defined it.
1: I would love nothing more than someone to come on this program one day and go, you know, Bob,
0: you sound like a really great success story. Well, do they know how you define success? No. Then how can they? Then how can they determine your success?
1: Uh, so Kelly agrees with you. Not sure how many live in the moment because we worry about all the things we can't control. Yes. And, and I think that's part of the human condition. Or has it become part of the human condition. No, well, I think it's. I think. I think it starts very early. You know, when you're a little baby, you're worried about food.
0: You probably don't even know that you're worried about food.
1: But you are because if you don't eat for four days, you start to realize, hey, I got to worry about food. Mm -hmm. I got to worry about shelter. I got to worry that my older brothers and sisters don't like crush me under a pillow. And, you know, we've got some survival instincts. And I think they kick in when we're, we're owning a business or when we're a leader. And the other part of it is we're in a society now where there's a lot of peer pressure. You know, uh, I'm, I am shocked. One day I looked, one Saturday I was scrolling through social media and I went through three platforms and I was counting what percentage of the posts were on the amazing posts. It was like a third of them. You know, my summer vacation, we went here. I have friends in Italy, Barcelona, Turks and Caicos. I got right this time. Um, you know, uh, New Hampshire, it's it's all over the social oh, media. media. And, no and my thought, and here I am in Baltimore working most of the summer. I snuck away for a day or two. And I I was like, wow, I guess I'm not successful because I can't go to Italy for a week. Or uh, you know, I didn't go to Barcelona. And that's on me. I get it, but I don't think I'm alone.
0: I think there's a lot of compare and contrast out there. You know, it's, I think that that peer pressure is a, in, that, in the case that you're sharing, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's peer pressure. Because those people who are posting that aren't saying to you, Bob, you should be doing this. It's kind of like if you go to that no, party. No, they're saying, I'm
1: amazing, I'm doing this. You can't, or, you know, you should. You did should. they say
0: that, that you can't, or did you judge that based on what they shared? Okay, I'll give you that one. Cause I think peer pressure is different. Peer pressure is we're standing around at a party and you don't want to have a drink and people are badgering you that why aren't you drinking? You should have this drink. It's everybody's doing it. That's peer pressure.
1: That sounds like something you've been through, Tom.
0: Once or twice. And then I didn't care. I don't care what they say. I'm doing what's real for me. Right. I don't care what's real for everybody else. That's it's interesting and it's fun to consider and it, provides me with some value of what I might want to consider. What I think you're talking about is judging your life based on other people's lives, which you don't have the same knowledge, experience, or perspective as them. So it's an unfair judgment. Okay,
1: we could talk about this all day. Honestly, you have your one thing. I'm working on it. Do you? I do. Okay. Let's hear it. I think more than most of us realize, certainly more than I realize, I make it about me. And I've I've actually got a list of like 10 phrases I use that I've come up with this week that make it about me.
0: Kind of like see what I did there?
1: Exactly. That's a great example. Yes. Yes. Correct. That, that was one of the first ones that I came up with. And I would challenge people to think about those times when they say something and they call attention to themselves with it. Because you talk all the time about sharing value. Is it sharing value when I make, if I follow it up with, see what I did there? Or yeah, I guess you hadn't thought of that. Good question. Right. and I And I've listened to other people say the same things. So what's your one thing?
0: Well, I think that the more is about me is, you know, I just keep thinking about conversations when we're trying to convince someone. And those three that I gave before, are all ones that I that I have dealt with and have realized that those individuals, it's not about the customer, the client. It's about them and me trying to control and influence and overwhelm them with information of why they should do something that they're not necessarily considering doing and there's a balancing point where sh- you're still i think sharing value the challenge is is it value that you want them to have or that they've asked for right now sometimes i think we still need to share our value if it's really in an effort to help them have a have different knowledge experience or perspective If it's about to get them to do something we want them to do, I'm not sure it's value anymore because it's being shared in a way that it's going to benefit me, not benefit them.
1: I like that. That's good. Kelly adds this, and you know, I like good words of affirmation. So closing a good episode here. You two are a great team today. You both gave me a lot to think about. Thank you. You're welcome, Kelly. Thank you for your contributions. They really did help both of us. I know that. So it's a good, uh, it's a good three-way team today, right? You, mean Kelly. Absolutely. I'm glad you were here, Kelly.
0: Yes. Thank you for being a part of our episode. And if there are others who are a part of it, maybe now or maybe down the line, and you have something that you'd want to share, your antidote or just some value that you think would be beneficial to others, please feel free to share it in the comments. Because we know there's people out there looking trying to find the value that they need to help them figure out how to take their next step. And if you happen to be listening to the podcast, unfortunately, there's no place to comment there. So we have created our Facebook group, Sculpt Your Business, from chaos and confusion to confidence and control. And we welcome you to join us there. Easy to do, just go to Facebook and search for it. You can share your value there. And while you're there, I I think you might find some value from what others are sharing. So we look forward to seeing you inside of that group. If not, we'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. ish Eastern time when we continue our conversation around less is more. Kelly says thank
1: you to close. And Kelly, you and everyone else, embrace the renegating you. It is so worth it.
0: Trust me. Yes, it is. All right, everyone, go out and enjoy your day. We will see you soon. Hey, uh,
1: are you thinking about sculpting your business? Do you even know what sculpting your business would look like? I was talking to someone yesterday who was trying to figure out what they were trying to do with their future, with their business, and they were coming to the conclusion that they could build it any way they wanted. And I think that's something that we don't always think about. So if you want to get from the chaos and confusion of what am I doing, how can I do it, to confidence control, this is my pathway, and these are the steps I want to take. That's what we do with our Sculpture Business program. If you want to know more, talk to Tom or Bob or go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com.
0: We'll see you there.